How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Boji Podcast. Thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in today for what I hope to be another great show for you all today. And, uh, you know, today's one of those days where we're just going to be sitting on the couch all day watching the television because we got a bunch of football games on today, both college and NFL. And, you know, for college football, it's championship week. And that means there's going to be a lot of good games on. I got my eye on a couple. I actually have three plays for y'all on the college football side today. And looking at the NFL, I have one NFL play today. Yes, we got, I think, two or three games today for the NFL. And then uh, I got two plays for y'all tomorrow as well. So hopefully we can uh, we can make some money this week. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, with that being said, I'll jump right into the picks. And... Probably the most, you know, popular game today is going to be Notre Dame versus Clemson. Clemson trying to avenge their loss uh, against Notre Dame. They went down 47-40 to uh, during the middle of the season. And, you know, that was a big statement win by the Irish. Granted, Trevor Lawrence was not in the game. The future number one NFL pick at quarterback was not in the game. And... To be honest, I think the experts are kind of pushing that a little too much right now. I mean, I realize he wasn't in the game and they had a freshman in there, but looking at the stats of the game, I honestly believe Notre Dame wins that game with or without Trevor Lawrence in there. You know, uh, Notre Dame forced three turnovers on offense and none were committed by the quarterback. Um you know, the freshman, I'm not even going to try to butcher his name, DJ, I'll call him, actually threw for 440 yards and was responsible for three touchdowns. I mean, this this freshman played out of his mind, and I didn't – I re, the, the experts are making it seem like Trevor Lawrence is just going to make the whole difference. I mean, like I said, 440 yards of total offense, three touchdowns for the freshman – no turnovers. There were three turnovers in the game, but ETN fumbled and a couple of receivers uh, receivers fumbled. It wasn't it wasn't on the freshman quarterback at all. Notre Dame played great defense. Um, you know, I mean, they gave up forty points, but they played good defense when they had to. They held the All American running back to twenty eight yards, Travis ETN, and you know, looking at this spread right now, Notre Dame is ten and a half point dogs. And that's that's the line I'm taking right now. You know, it's at 10 right now, which kind of makes me feel better that I got the half point, the hook there. So I'm taking Notre Dame plus 10 and a half against Clemson. And we'll see what teams make the right adjustments. We'll see if Trevor Lawrence truly does just become, just play out of his mind and become Superman and just do whatever he has to do to win the game. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm going to harp on this. I don't think the quarterback lost the game for Clemson last time. I think Notre Dame's defense played well when they had to. I think their offense destroyed – I mean, their offense destroyed Clemson. They threw – or excuse me, they rushed the ball for 208 yards. They, you know, had 518 total yards of offense, and they beat them by seven. They only turned the ball over once. Turnovers play a big factor in games like this. You know, it's – I, I just find it a little insulting if I'm a Notre Dame fan looking at this spread 10 and a half just because 
I mean, is that what t- Trevor Lawrence is? He's ten and a half points better uh, when when Clemson is in there. That means the team's ten and a half points better. I don't think so. I th- I'm take. I think it's going to be a close game. Will Clemson pull it out? Maybe, but I think it's going to be a hell of a lot closer than ten and a half points. So I'm taking Notre Dame plus the points there, ten and a half against the Clemson Tigers. And jumping into the next game, I have Alabama versus Florida for the SEC title. And Florida's coming off of a terrible loss, really a a heartbreaking loss to LSU, where they allowed 37 points. And this is kind of a good segue into what we're going to bet today. I'm taking Alabama over 24 points in the first half, and I'm also taking them minus 17 for the game. Alabama are world beaters right now. The Crimson Tide cannot be stopped. Um, you know, six out of the last seven games, they've hit that number in the first half. I'm, I'm really not even worried about that number in the first half. 24 points, that's easy. Alabama can hit that against any team in the nation. Like I said, six out of the last seven times, they've hit that number. And really, their, their offense is unstoppable right now. Mac Jones at the helm, throwing to three first-round receivers. Their, their offense probably has six or seven first-round freaking picks on their, on their team. I know at least two receivers are their their quarterback, their running back, their two offensive linemen, and probably their tight end are going first round in the NFL next year. I mean, this is secretly probably one of the better Alabama teams that we've ever seen. And you know, the off looking at the offense, they're averaging fifty points a game, five hundred forty yards of total offense. And granted, this is against the best competition in all of college football in the SEC. You know, looking at Florida, they just came off that heartbreaking loss. Like I said, they've given up 42 points to Texas A&M. Their defense has been suspect against common opponents. And, you know, I just think it's going to be a rout. I mean, minus 17 for a championship game really doesn't seem like a good number to bet, especially the favorite there. But, you know, I until Alabama steers me wrong, I mean, I, I, they're 9-1. and one. Uh, regarding this against the spread this year, give me Alabama all day minus 17 and over 24 easy in the first half. So those are the three picks for college. And unfortunately there have been a a couple cancellations. I did some research on a couple and I just found out today actually that the Sunbelt championship is going to not happen because coastal Carolina had a, a position group that was testing positive for COVID it kind of sucks. You know, I really wanted to see that. Coastal's been my team all year, and I was actually going to root against them this time. Uh, I thought Louisiana was going to pull that one out today. The Coastal Carolina Channel Clears were minus three. But, you know, I just wanted to see a good game, a rematch of, of early on in the season. And, you know, I think uh, I think that would have been a fun game to watch. But, you know, COVID is, is throwing a wrench in a lot of people's plans this year, for especially for, for betters. So, uh, looking forward, though, we do have an NFL game today that I really do like. And looking at my notes here, I like the Buffalo Bills minus five and a half against the Broncos. And, you know, five and a half is really a dead number. Um, but, you know, looking at this Bills team, they're eight and five against the spread, which is one of the better teams in the NFL. Uh, Josh Allen is playing out of his mind right now. He's he's at an all-pro level, and if it wasn't for Pat Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers, he'd be the front-runner for offensive MVP, in my opinion. Um, 
you know, the Bills D is kind of underrated. Uh, they're uh, over the last five games or so, they've been forcing turnovers, getting sacks, pressure on the quarterback, and they've been playing a lot better. You know, Denver, they have a solid defense as well, but I think Drew Locke makes a couple of mistakes today. Uh, you know, nobody wants to play the Bills right now, and uh, Denver is just another obstacle right now, but I think Josh Allen has himself a day. I think the Bills roll uh, and five and a half, even though it's a dead number. You know, I, I like the Bills five and a half all day. Uh, looking into tomorrow's action in the NFL, I actually like two different games here. I'm going to start with the Jets versus the Rams. I'm going to take the under 44 points on that game. Uh, the Rams have one of the best defenses, most underrated defenses in all of the NFL. And looking at the Jets, I just don't, I, I don't see how they're going to score today. Or excuse me, tomorrow. I, I mean, the last two out of the two out of the last three games, they've scored three points uh, to suspect defenses. You know, I don't know how they're going to block Aaron Donald. The Rams might get eight sacks tomorrow. Uh, I feel like the Jets have kind of quit. I mean, they're they're, I believe, zero and fourteen at this point going into Week fifteen. Uh, they they might not win a game this season. Darnold, I feel like is is gone after this year. He's just kind of like coasting at this point. And Gase is obviously going to get fired. And the Jets have no motivation. This is one of the worst football teams I've ever seen in the NFL. They they might not win a game. I'm not I'm not kidding about that. And you know. I just I, I get no sense that the Jets are going to score anything. I mean they they might not score a point against the Rams defense, uh, and if they do, I mean they're they're a team that that focuses on field goals apparently because, you know I don't have the red zone stats in front of me, but they don't get there that much. But they're last in the NFL, in regarding to scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So they might get a couple field goals here and there, but Rams are minus 17. I'm not taking that number. That's a little too uh, high for me, but under 44, absolutely all day. No idea how the Jets are going to score points. And last but not least, we got the Eagles versus the Cardinals. And, you know, this one's a little tough. Uh, I really wish the Eagles were at minus seven here. Excuse me. I wish the, the Eagles were at plus seven here. Um, but I got them at six and a half, uh, six and a hook. I might buy the hook there. I'm not sure yet, but, you know, looking at this Eagles team, I think they're rejuvenated. I think they have a quarterback now that can, that can lead them in the right direction. Nothing against Carson Wentz, but he was just making too many mistakes this year. I mean, they need a new juice in there. They have a really good head coach who I think is going to make the necessary adjustments and, you know, looking at the Eagles, uh, Jalen Hurts, I think he, he did a great job against the Saints uh, defense, who's number one in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, you know, they have um, a new and an, a newly found running game when J Jalen Hurts is out there. I mean, they can uh, they can do a couple things that Carson Wentz can't uh, regarding, you know, Jalen Hurts running the football. I think they their head coach becomes, you know, he he make some creative plays. He, he gets creative. And, um, you know, the Cardinals are, are kind of just like a team that's that's a phony team right now. I think they're on the downward spiral. Yes, they won last week. But, you know, I just don't see them being an elite team. I mean, it, it, they their whole entire offense focuses around Kyler Murray. And if you can stop him from running the football, make him throw, make him throw the football and beat you with his arm – I feel like that you give yourself a pretty decent chance of winning a football game. 
Yes, they have DeAndre Hopkins, but they don't. I, I really don't think they utilize him to his full advantage. I mean, every time every time I see him get a catch, it's a freaking ten yard out. I mean, they, they need to. I know he's not the fastest guy in the world, but they need to give him routes across the middle, make him make some tough catches for more than ten yards a pop. I mean, it, the Cardinals. All you have to do is stop Kyler Murray from running the ball. Phillies has a pretty decent run defense. They also have a decent pass defense, although they are hurt on the on the defensive cornerback side. I don't think that matters a lot. They're going to double team uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to stop the run, and you know, just the the number has been trending downward for this game, which gives me a little hope. It was at seven and a half. Now it's at six and a half. Like I said, I would have loved to get it at seven, but. Give me the Eagles all day plus six and a half. Uh, I'll probably end up buying the hook. So give me Eagles plus six. And uh, honestly, I'm I'm tempted to take the money line here, Eagles, because I really do think the Eagles are the better team with Jalen Hurts in there. But you know, we'll see what happens. Eagles versus Cardinals. I'm taking Eagles plus six. And uh, you know, regarding all the all the betting, that's that's pretty much going to do it for me. Um, you know, I know the last couple of shows I've had a couple people come on, and that's been really fun. I really enjoy having other people come on and give me their commentary. And, um, you know, moving forward, every Saturday, like I said, not doing it on Tuesday anymore, but every Saturday I hope to have a new guest. Uh, you know, I'm sorry you had to listen to, to just my voice today, but hopefully we can make some money today. And hopefully next Saturday I'll have another guest on for y'all. We can discuss NFL. We can discuss college football. You know, we're uh, after this year, or after this week, excuse me, we're getting into bowl season. So, uh, you know, look really looking forward to the playoff and, and seeing what the committee does. And, you know, it all starts today, though. If, if Clemson, you know, gets another loss, it's going to jumble everything up. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to today's and tomorrow's games and, um, you know, looking uh, looking forward to, to future future money made today. But uh, hope you all enjoyed the show and I'll see you next Saturday. Take care.